Between the ropes, and we're here to shock your system with some amazing professional wrestling talk. Good evening, everybody. I'm your host, Drill Sarnsey, and we have a very, very special episode for you this weekend. As myself and the anonymous GM are actually physically together. We are live and in color. Yes, for the first time, actually together to do... A show. So, GM, how you doing to this evening? I'm doing all right, Drill Sergeant. Good to have you in in the uh, in the Casa de GM here for a uh, for a good barbecue dinner that we got. Some some catching up with the family and uh, what is this? Between the ropes episode. We're close to twenty now. Twenty. Almost at twenty, I think. So what? We've been we've been rolling with this for what? Four months? Five? Four months. months. And first time we're getting together in. Four years. There you go. Yeah, it's there big you go. Thank, thank you, U.S. Army, for uh, for sending the uh, drill sergeant down here for some training. Yes, great sling load training. Get to hook up uh, equipment to helicopters tomorrow. Very exciting. Well, I don't know if I trust you for that, but uh, every, everybody uh, everybody standing underneath those helicopters, just just watch how those things are connected, please. We will. We will for your own safety. Yes, but a lot a lot to get to. And we need it. it oh, geez, so much has happened this week in wrestling. But we're gonna before we get to that, we're gonna go way back, and it feels like so long ago, all the way to Saturday with uh, the NXT PLE. Um, so I want to go. What did you think of the show as a whole? First, uh, I actually enjoy the show, Drill Sergeant. Uh, it's I was more intrigued by the the concept of the match, and I, I was wanting to see how they would actually deliver to it. And they started off with the women, uh, which was awesome. It was it was a good good intro to the to the new gimmick match. And I'll tell you what, I am sold. I am a hundred percent sold on this match for any kind of multi man alternative, multi person, multi woman alternative match. It kept things fast paced. It set the time limit at twenty five minutes. Uh, it made the interactions feel important because everybody was trying to grab a fall. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I thought the penalty box could probably be put a little bit closer. There was a lot of time where it took them forever to get to the penalty box. And then mm-hmm. they were in there for like 30 seconds before the, <laughs> before the 90 seconds ran out. But, but yeah, I, you know, I, I enjoyed it. So I enjoyed in, it. In, into the Iron Survivor Challenge. Now, that is the new, you would like to see that as the new... Fatal five way, whatever they want to call it, moving forward. Ab- absolutely, it, it eliminates the the old clusterfuck fatal four way, fatal five way, you know, ten person gangbang, whatever you want to do with it. <laughs> like it, this made it made each of those twenty five minutes feel important. Yes, I did. Like I liked the clock. I know we had we had talked about many times, like. Well, what if I'm the last guy in? I only got ten minutes to to get as many falls as I can. I think they had a little bit. Was it? Yeah, they had. No, they had ten minutes. So, but it, like you said, it made everything very important. And go, like you said, going for the falls. And I thought it made it very exciting. You know, I think it's a good concept, and I'd like to see it as well moving forward. But I don't think I want to see it as every time we have a five person match. I think I it's once a year. Twice, tops. That that's I think all I want to see from that. So yeah. I mean, it's a good way to get a number one contender out of it, and it's a good yes. way to establish. You know, if they want to just do it for bragging rights, you could do it there too. Mm-hmm. So the winners, we got Roxanne Perez and Grayson Waller. What'd you think of the two? You know, wrestlers that decide that they put over for these uh, matches. I, I thought it was the right move for both. If if Nikita Lyons wasn't going to be in the women's match, because personally speaking, I think Nikita Lyons is a more interesting champion right now than Roxanne Perez is eventually right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the absence of her, 
Roxanne Perez is the right right call, and then Grayson Waller. He's he's a heat magnet. Uh, he he has that go away heat as part of that, but mm-hmm. still he's a heat magnet. He's great on the mic. Um, he's getting the reaction that he's trying to get. The crowd is giving it to him, and he could be that slimy, arrogant heel to take that championship from Braun, which we all know is happening sooner than later. He's got yes. to drop it to go main roster sooner than later. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'm sold. Yeah. I agree. I think they made the right decisions. I have known, well, not personally, but I have seen Roxanne Perez since she was Roxy down in Texas, you know, running the independent scene. She was super over there. And you could tell, you know, her nickname was the prodigy. And she is at 21 years old, a prodigy that, you know, which, you know, Tuesday, we'll get to Tuesday. But she, you know, I think she was the right choice. And like you said, Waller has... Go away heat and is probably the biggest heel that they have in NXT. So I would say I'm into that and I think he'll be a good he might be able to help Braun, I think, develop a little more character. Would, would you say that with how I, I would see good that, he is on the mic? Yeah, he's gonna Braun Braun's gonna have to keep up with him on the mic without, you know, constantly saying the same stuff over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll bring out a little bit more dimension from the character, I hope. And uh, we'll we'll see what Waller does with it. Uh, Waller has certainly paid his dues over the last year year and a half in NXT. He's he's been through the roster. He's been in all kinds of different matches there. Um, they always put him on TV, so they see something in him. He's got mm-hmm. the, a certain charisma about him, and it's uh, yeah. I think it was the right move. Yeah, hundred percent agree with all that. Oh, hey guys. Um, la- next thing I want to get into is. Last thing from Deadline was your boys, the New, New Day, ended up defeating uh, pretty deadly and became, I guess, try triple crown, triple crown tag team champions. Um, what do you think about the New Day? I guess now that they're champions, they're going to be on NXT for an extended period of time. What do you think of the New Day being, you know, down in NXT and being triple crown champions? Uh, another good decision. Look, I- I'm sold on this too. New Day ran out of things to do on the main roster, right? We know that the Usos are going to be holding the belts for a long while uh, until probably, in my opinion, you get Sammy and and KO Mm -hmm. to take the belts from them. Um, There's no new interesting story to tell with a New Day on either of the main shows. So, hey, you got a developmental system. You have a chance to, one, build on the New New Day legacy and name. You could see it's smaller crowd, right, studio crowds. The studio crowd ate it up. They popped big for the New Day coming in. New Day, their their natural personalities are a fun, fun crowd interactive personality, and I think they can maximize that in the uh, in the PC. Mm. So uh, it's, it's right on. Uh, Pretty Deadly is an up-and-coming tag team. I'm sold on them, too. Um and I think they can they could have a good solid run and, and at least give uh, give the rub there to to the NXT tag teams. Yeah, I I I wasn't into it at first. I'll admit it. Like, why is the New Day down at NXT? They sh- you know their main roster guys, but you know when I think about it more, like you said, ran out of things to do on the main roster. Who are they? Gonna, I mean, can you know? Do I need to see them face the Usos for the hundredth time over the last ten yep, years? The, the Viking Raiders already killed them. Yes, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. all that. Like you said, there's no nothing new for them to really do. And like you said, I don't think Usos are dropping those titles until WrestleMania. So and Co- uh, Woods told the story, right? So he told the story this past this past week about you know he got. He was the first NXT match yes. against Big E, and he tied it all in together, and mm-hmm. um, he never held gold in NXT. So it makes sense when he explains it that way, mm-hmm. and Kofi can go anywhere. Kofi's, Kofi's their ultimate utility guy who has dozens of championships under his belt at this point, and he can do whatever, wherever, and he's always entertaining. Yes. I think he's, is he a 15-time? A 15-time. 15 15 tag team to, champion to the, now? To the dismay of uh, King Booker. I want to say he's the record holder. He is. He just right? beat Booker. Yes. Um, and Booker says he doesn't want it to count. He says they shouldn't They shouldn't have been in NXT. It's like uh, he described it as like a um, a professional team coming in and playing the college or high school team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Booker wants the record, man. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it'll be good. And I think they'll be able to help 
develop a, you know, get a couple teams to develop a little bit better with, you know, cause those, I think that's the problem with, you know, last thing with, until we get into Tuesday's part of NXT, but that's the problem with NXT is that a lot of green guys and not enough professionals. And like you said, Kofi is the professionals professional can do, do it all. And then Woods is good on the mic that he's going to get other guys to have to elevate to get on his level with the microphone. So I think, Hundred percent. They already did. Do you see their interaction with Brooks and Jensen? Yes. Like that. Uh, that was the most personality you saw to Brooks and Jensen in their entire time with yep. the, with the national anthem, pledge of allegiance, mm-hmm. all of that. And yep. that was just because the New Day was able to facilitate that interaction. Mm-hmm. And then you'll see them. They have a match. I think next Tuesday for the yeah. NXT Tag Team Titles. So, but let's get to Monday before we get to what happened this past Tuesday. And on Monday. We finally had the number one contenders match between Alexa and Bailey, which you know you've been waiting waiting for, and I've been calling it, calling it, calling it, it, and go ahead, Jim. Who who ended up pulling it out? There you go. You you got Alexa. You got the the Bray Wyatt symbol flashing on the Tron. You got Alexa zoning into her old character and and taking uh, Bianca there for a little bit of a ride before snapping out of it and letting her go. Mm-hmm. So I'm good with the build that they're doing. It's eventually we know going to get to the the Bray Wyatt associated Alexa to, to face Bianca, and I'm I'm good with that. If that takes the belt off Bianca, please, for the love of God, get that belt off her. <laughs> four months, four months. I've been begging you for have. them to get that belt off her. Yes, you have. And maybe maybe the Bray Wyatt Alexa is the one to do it. Yes. Well, I've been wanting the belt off her too because I'm tired. Of that damn entrance that I have to see every freaking week, the same entrance. But I, I am also glad, I'm happy for Alexa because they haven't done anything really impactful with her in a while. And like you, we've said on this show many a time, tired of the Bailey and Bianca stuff. Now it's you know we're gonna move on to Bailey and Becky. So now Becky has something to do. And like you said I think we're gonna get the turn from Alexa. They keep you know. You keep planning it like that. It's got it. You got to pay it off, right? So, and I think there there will be a payoff. Yes. So they do that, and then I, I don't know if we get. I don't know if Alexa gets the belt. Unfortunately, though, GM. Uh, I think she does. I'm, I'm going to call it and say that that Bianca actually ends up dropping the title to to Alexa somewhere along this way at the Rumble. So I think that's probably where the match, right? That's probably no, where the I don't, I don't match is going to be. Turn that fast, but we'll see. Well, you got You say it that fast, but. Think about the rumble is six weeks, five to six weeks away. Plenty of time to keep the turn, and I just still think, to me, Bianca's not dropping that title till WrestleMania. Just all right, we'll see. Just my opinion. I hope, yeah, I hope she drops it on Monday Night Raw on Monday, but that's you know that's just me. So, um, the other big news I wanted to get to on Monday was, and we talked about this last week, Asuka turning into this potential Kana, the Killer Clown. Character now, Oscar came out, and there was no green, teary eye face paint. She did use the mist on Dominic, but I want to say, did you know the facials were different? Were they not, GM? They were a lot more serious. They, she was not smiling. She was not, you know, winking or sticking her tongue out. She, she had a definite uh, change in her appearance and her facial mannerisms for sure. The mist was a different color too, um, so I'm all in. I'm all in. I need I need that that change to happen if that brings her back to the the dominant character that she has been in the past. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. And even after when she lost, you saw in her face the facials too. She did a great job, and I think she's someone. And I think we've talked about this before. That doesn't need to talk. She has enough personality and charisma. That if you go to this dark killer clown character that she had in New Japan from before, she doesn't need to talk, right? And then and eventually it, maybe you get her a mouth a mouthpiece. It doesn't have to be. I mean, it can it can even be like a female version of a demon type character. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, like that's she could pull that off. And now that the, the demon character is is asleep for a long while with Finn doing what he's doing with Judgment Day, there's room for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I'd like, you know, I just, I, I want it to be, I don't know, would you rather, I guess, would you rather be she goes away 
for a little while and then reappears like that, or she's around and then all of a sudden character change in the middle of the mat in the middle of a ring or something like that in the middle of a match. I, I think it has to be from the start of a match. So, but I don't think I also don't think she needs to go away for it to happen. I think it can happen next week. I think it can happen, you know, on a week basis instead of a, you know, let's let's let her sit for five six weeks and then re-debut her. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, when you say it like that, I think I'm kind of more into that too because I think it's more shocking instead of she goes away and then comes back. As like, oh, she's like a new character, totally different. Like, I think it's more of a shock where like she's that, and then all of a sudden, like you said, she it's like a switch and she changes. Like something happens in the back, and then she comes out for the match, and now she's got the paint on, and she's totally different. She's selling it in her social media too. Like her, oh. her after after this match on Raw, she she did something like I forgot something back home or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's been selling it for a week now. She's that she did it from. Last Tuesday, she's been selling this sort of Kana and on the, on her social media stuff. So you know, very very exciting. Um, well, 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 I guess I didn't see. I didn't catch the end of Raw. Did something happen with Bobby Lashley? And he got fired. He got fired. <laughs> okay. That's now what ha- what ha- what happened? I know him and Seth had a number one contenders match. Yep. And um, honestly, I didn't watch it to the end either because i'm old and i probably fell asleep yes same Uh, here but you know the the replay and the the word is that lashley got into it with some officials and scrap that he had enough of it and snapped himself and said he was fired yes then two days later he's like you know basically i've reconsidered and Mm -hmm. we've got to we've got to talk it out yes adam pierce said he's not fired but i know as of Monday night he was fired, but he's not fired. He did not. We did not get the statement. Uh, Bobby Lashley has been released, and we wish him well on his future endeavors. We haven't gotten that from Andy Rose. We haven't got. Yeah, well, that's well. Let's get into this. Um, so Tuesday night, I text you, and I tell you because I'm in the I'm in a hotel. I got nothing else to do, so I'm actually watching NXT GM. And I text you, and I say, Mandy Rose and Roxanne are having their championship match. For the NXT Women's title tonight. And you tell me, what do you mean? That's not supposed to happen until uh, uh, New Year's Evil. New Year's Evil. And I said, she just came out. They had an altercation. Roxanne challenges her. Mandy accepted. And I'm like, she's dropping the title. We're going to see her at the Rumble. And you're like, nah, I don't think so. Blah, blah, blah. Fast forward to the end of the night. Roxanne Perez beats Mandy Rose and is your new... NXT yep. Women's the, Champion. The, the Drill Sergeant Magic 8 Ball comes through again. Yes. Now, I wasn't 100% right, though, because I then texted you. I said, Toxic and her up to the main roster. And we know now that that's not happening. Or do we? <laughs> because we're getting, you know, we're getting reports. I think it's Sean Ross. He's Sean Ross Sapp if I'm not mistaken, saying that Mandy Rose has been fired from the WWE. For conduct unbecoming of her contract. Yes, is what that is, right? And it's, you know, then all these photos leak on social media, you know, which is, you know, whatever Mandy Rose wants to do, I have no issues with. You know, like, you want to do that? You Go ahead. Um, but GM, has, has the WWE released an official statement on Mandy Rose? They have not released a statement. So, uh, is it a situation where they're putting her on ice for a while? Because there's no doubt there, there are those stipulations of those contracts, right? This is a, a global, global family-friendly entertainment organization. So, to an extent, you can't be doing things that compromise that image. Fine. Mm-hmm. At the same time, though, if you think about it, they've worked with drug addicts. They've worked with alcoholics. They've worked with people that have had these types of images and uh, adult-oriented situations come across, mm-hmm. and they either put them on ice for a while, or they ignored it, or they brought them back, right? So the the word is that they were put in a tough position. Sean, uh, Sean uh, Sapp 
says that <clears throat> management, the company, was put into a, a tough position and they had to make a choice here. I can't believe it. First of all, they invested so much time in in letting Mandy evolve into a legitimate top three woman in the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're just going to let her go. So part of me doesn't want to believe it, but on the business and social side of it, I can see it, how it has to happen. But I don't think the story is closed with uh, Mandy Rose in WWE. What makes me think it's not GM is that we haven't gotten the statement from WWE because whenever they fired someone or something like this has happened, we always get the blanket WWE has come to the terms, terms of, the release of-, of whoever, and we wish them the best on their future endeavors, right? Happens all the time. So we haven't seen this yet. Um, like you said, they've invested all this in Mandy. I totally see like they work with drug addicts. You have, was it Jimmy Uso? Yeah, the Usos are Jimmy are Uso's walking DUIs. How many DUIs? Uh, Matt Riddle is having issues. I want to say Randy Orton had multiple yep. run-ins. Seth Rollins had uh, had a leak of his go out. Yes, many many years ago. We've also we've also had. I think the other argument I've heard is, well, this is a company that pushed women to you know pose for Playboy. Back in the Attitude and Ruthless Aggression era. Now that was, I think it's, they that was, said it's... That was a Vince company. Yes, and then. that was also 18 plus years ago. And they haven't pushed anybody to do that since. I don't know if it's as much as it is the content as maybe it is. She's making a boatload of money doing it and the company can't profit off of it, GM. Uh, well, that that's that was part of the whole situation with... Things like Twitch, mm-hmm. right? With uh, when Paige wanted to keep her Twitch going, her, her when, and uh, uh, Zelina Vega. Zelina wanted to keep her Twitch going, and Adam Cole made a decision to go to AW. One of one of the determining factors was he wanted to keep his own Twitch going. AJ Styles um, had to negotiate his Twitch out. You know, the, I we can't pretend to understand what the the business implications are to this. Mm. But what we can understand as fans is when you have a gold mine, you need to figure out how to explore that gold mine. And Toxic Attraction with Mandy Rose is that gold mine that they were just ready to tee up for the main roster. Mm-hmm. And the the amount of time and effort invested and the work that Mandy put in to change her character from its original blonde bombshell type to the bad bitch uh, NXT Mandy Rose, that would be a shame if you don't eventually get that on the main roster. Well, they, like you said, she was the she's still a, blom- a bombshell, very attractive oh, sure. woman. But on the main roster, she I think she was rushed up to the main roster and then wasn't able to hone her craft in the ring, so she was never able she to. She got stuck in a comedy angle with Otis. What? Yeah. Which I thought she did good, and I don't know they went away from it for a reason. But I'm talking about like. Actual in-the-ring stuff, she couldn't hang with the Charlottes, the Beckys, and it was, you know, evident. She goes down, and she has drastically improved in the ring. To Like you said, when eventually we thought her and Toxic would get brought up to the main roster, we thought that Mandy, maybe not immediately, would, but would eventually be a main event player in in on the main roster. So like I said, until I see this WWE statement, to me she's not she's not gone. But sometimes too those statements are works. So they'll they'll work us with that with those statements and you know she is not gone. I I, I don't think she's gone until she shows up in Tony Town. Yes, because you know Tony Tony Khan is drooling over this right now. Well, wouldn't you? Absolutely. I it, that's, me, that's any, any, re, any wrestling promoter, right? Yep. And it's just a matter of what bridge Mandy Rose wants to burn in the future. Because if she just sits sits tight, lets it cool down, and wait, or does you know even does some indie stuff that would be acceptable to WWE, like things like Stardom, 
was thrown out there. Mm-hmm. Um, what is Impact also? Impact. Like, organizations that WWE has a working relationship with that she shows up with. I, I think that could be fine in the short term. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if she's back in the next four to six months. What if this was just a way to get her off TV and then she does debut, at, re-debuts at the Rumble? But, like, this? I, I don't know. I mean, it, she'll, it'll be a big pop. Yeah, because I'm going to tell you that there, I don't think there's any fans. No that, fan is mad at her. <laughs> yes, no fan is happy about the situation when it comes towards the WWE, right? And no one is upset at her. So if she comes back right away. The fans will pop huge, and you could actually have her win the Rumble, and it not be uh, of like, oh, this is BS. Like that's how I think how much of a reaction. She would get. I also think she could potentially go to AEW, do like six months there, and then leave. And I think the, they would the, still bring the, her back. Uh, the William Regal. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think that they would hold that against her. Like, so we'll see. But weren't we? We were wrong about as far as her dropping the title. We thought it was for a main roster push, and then we find out the next day that yeah, here's know, the reason. Here's the reason. Um, I want in the in the immediate future though. What does this mean for? Gigi and JC Jane is toxic I, I, I attraction in the water. I, I there is no toxic attraction without Mandy Rose. So mm-hmm. you, you you can have Gigi and JC all you want, but I I really don't think they're they're going to get any kind of crowd heat or face reaction without Mandy Rose. Mm-hmm. They, they they did it. They they brought her to the main roster just the two of them, and it was just kind of like all right, this, well, they're there. Uh, it's also main roster. Let's. Here's an unpopular opinion, GM. Night, night, boys. Good night, buddy. Um, unpopular opinion, GM. Maybe Mandy Rose was holding Gigi and JC Jane back. No way. That's <laughs> they'll be ridiculous. What, what do you mean? Next. No. No. She, she it's not even close. Okay. It's not even close. Um. I think we'll. I mean. Here's what you say. We say they're going to be dead in the water. Here's an opportunity for two women. They're going to have an opportunity now, right? Because I don't think they're going to take them off TV. They're going to get more microphone time. So now here's your opportunity. Here's your chance to show, hey, we are we are big players in this game. And I hope so because I've been a fan of JC Jane since like 2017 from the indie scene. So huge fan. I want her to do well. Very proud of her. And... You know, here's your opportunity. Another thing I want to throw out to you, GM, is someone ran this by me. Um, what do you think if Cora Jade slides in and becomes like the leader of Toxic Attraction? Huh, she's got a look. I mean, she's she's definitely got a look for it, but she's not Mandy Rose. Uh, it's yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that you put a new third person in Toxic Attraction because you could. I mean, you could shove Tiffany Stratton in there um, potentially you know, but you know who I would say now would probably be good but she's a face at this moment is Nikita Lyons yep you, you could cause it she's a she's a bad bitch like she beat some people up no absolutely but she's isn't she's a face currently right for, yeah. for them so yep. You'd have to do a quick heel turn and then have her be. I, I don't see it. I don't. Yeah. You know, I don't see a toxic attraction reboot without Mandy. Yeah. Well, hopefully they. Hopefully she comes back. I. I would love to see Mandy Rose back, but I also I would love to see her in uh, AEW as well. You know. I'm sure you would. Of course, that's my spot. I'm sure you would. And speaking of AEW. Uh. Let's get to it. Um, Let's get to it. The useless segment of the show. Yes, the best segment of the show. Um, Last night, we got a master's class last night, GM, from Chris Jericho. The Ocho gave us a master's class in how to make somebody overnight. Yeah. (laughs) Overnight, make, make somebody in 15 minutes. Yes. I, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this before in my life watching wrestling. A guy who I only know because I go to indie shows and I've seen him at 
MCW Maryland Championship Wrestling and at PPW uh, Pennsylvania Professional Wrestling, right? I've seen him at these shows. And I know he's got some talent, but that's the only reason why I know who the hell he is, right? If I had never been to those shows, I don't know who this guy is and why I should care. And the crowd was chanting for him because Jericho talked about send me some job or I'm going to beat him in to, you know, 30 seconds to get over his loss to Claudio from Supercard of Honor. Well, Final Battle, sorry. Which we didn't, speaking of Final Battle, we didn't talk about that at all. I haven't didn't. watched any. Did you watch any of it? No, I, but I read it and I, I saw some highlights. We I can talk about the FTR Briscoes match. I think that's really we the only thing. We can talk about that or we can talk about Jericho tapping to a freaking Cesaro swing. Yes, that's awesome. Like, that's. So that's awesome. the finish, but go ahead. But anyway, go ahead. Go but ahead. he loses the ti- loses his title, the Ring of Honor Heavyweight Championship to Cesaro. So he wants to get back on the let send me some jobber and beat him. And fans are chanting for the jo- job. What are they saying? Oh, let's go jobber or something like that, right? And it starts off like that just to get under Jericho's skin. And then halfway through the match. They can see this guy actually has yeah you got you some got, talent. You got the Rocky Drago crowd all of a sudden halfway through the match. You got the Russians cheering <laughs> for the jobber. Yes, and they're legit cheering for him, not just to like get under Jericho's skin, to where every false finish, the crowd is popping because they think this guy is going to win. Now I don't think anyone during the match thought he was going to win. In fairness. The AEW fan base pops on every false finish. Not just the jobber's false finish. Every false finish. They do, but not to the extent that they did for this match. GM, I mean, we had, you know, we had Young Bucks. We had the Elite versus, uh, you know, Death Triangle. And they didn't pop as much for that. We had MJF and Ricky Starks. They didn't pop as much for that. To me, the loudest pops were during this Jericho Action Andrade match. Well, which which goes to show the fans actually have a little bit of common sense, the AW fans, because you're you're in match seven hundred of the Death Triangle Elite Trio clusterfuck that's been going on, right? So you got that, and now they're throwing in gimmicks for matches to come. Oh, just to keep it interesting. But we'll get there. Well, maybe. Think, think about this. I heard Tommy Dreamer said this today on Busso. He's one hundred percent right. How are you gonna? Promote. Oh, if, if we get to the seventh match, it's going to be a death ladder match. Death ladder match, right? <laughs> so you know, obviously, we got to get to match seven. Yep, and it's three one. So you, you can't promote it. <laughs> like, why be bother promoting it if we're not going to get to it? But go ahead. Yep, yeah. so, so you got that. And then the other one, the MJF Starks match, um, is another one that again was botched. But we'll get there too. So the one that they should be cheering for is this match of all the matches on the card. This is the one, mm. and. Good. I'm, I'm glad they did. I'm glad Action Andretti got his moment. Um, you know, maybe they'll name him Jobber Andretti, change his name in the future, and, you know, they'll pop for Jobber every every week until Tony decides to go with his erratic booking, and then you don't see him on TV for the next six weeks. Well, he's going to be on AEW Dark. He did get, be on Dark. He was on Dark. He is. He did. He is all elite now. He got a contract. I just, you know... Am I happy for Action Andrade? Yes. Now, he's got an opportunity. Jericho, he was made in one night. The only thing is, I think he'll get a reaction the first time he comes out. He'll get a big reaction for beating Jericho. If they take him away from Jericho, does the kid have enough to do it on his own? It's easy when you're in there with Jericho because he can make it. He can make anybody. Well, he he obviously Andretti obviously has some ring skill. I mean, he, it showed. He he was pretty pretty well polished, uh, you know, in the ring. He's still in that that flippity flopper mode. Mm-hmm. Um. So is are there too many of those in AEW? Right? Are are there just too many of them? Flippity floppers. Yeah. I think there there probably is too many of the same same type of guy. So how do you differentiate yeah, yourself? You can't. It's I don't very think difficult. You can. It's t- can he talk? Like I don't even know. If he can I talk. don't know if he. I I don't know. Like I said, I've only seen him twice before, and like I said, I, I that's the only reason why I had heard of him. But other than that, I wouldn't have known who this guy was. Why couldn't you? You why couldn't you do the Jericho rub if you're going to do that? 
on someone who AEW has been trying to build for the last three years. No, they they've years, done it. Years. They've done it with Orange Cassidy. They did it with uh, Darby Allen. Okay. They did it with MJF. Okay. They they did all that. Yes. And aside from MJF, Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy. Where where are they now? Orange Cassidy has that All Atlantic <laughs> Championship, and Darby <laughs> Allen is still hanging out with uh, Sting. So, so how long does the Jericho rub actually go for, it, for the new talent? Episode? I think it goes for a while. It's just, you know, not everybody could be a champion GM. Okay, <laughs> not everybody can be interesting. I guess. Well, that's, that's, that's more that, like it. That is true too. You know, I think Orange Cassidy is interesting, but he, I think he's in the role that he should be. Orange Cassidy... He's a comedy act. Yes, that's why he shouldn't be in the main event. That's why he's got the All-Atlantic Championship. You know, keep him over there. I love Orange Cassidy. He can actually go in the ring a little bit. So, but like you, like we say every week, we've just signed another wrestler to AEW to bloat the roster some more while Miro is still nowhere to be seen. <laughs> where is Miro? GM, where is he? Uh, the same place as he always is. I'm looking. Is he here? Is he at your house? Miro, are you here? No, I don't see him. Okay, Jesus, we need we need Miro at some point. Um, but yes, I I you know Jericho masterclass last night on how he was able to get this guy over. I can't just and people are like oh Jericho's washed up, blah blah blah. The guy obviously is not washed up. No, he can go. Obviously, Jericho can go. He can talk. He's uh, the absolute best ever. I'll give him that at reinventing a character. Mm-hmm. And marketing it and developing catchphrases and just unique things that people will latch onto for every different character that he has. Yes. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, without a doubt. Yeah. 100%. Like you said, he's. I, I feel like he's reinvented him. We've had like six or seven different reincarnations of Jericho, if not more. Maybe. If not more. more. Like it just. Like you said, and each of them. Memorable, and each of them with a catchphrase. Good night, dude. Um, so that now let's get to this main event because that's what you said you you know you have an issue with it. So we have MJF versus Ricky Starks, winner take all for the Dynamite Diamond and the AEW Heavyweight Championship. Yep. Um, fast forward all the way to the end, we get a little ref distraction. MJ- kick to the nuts. MJF kicked. Ricky Starks to the nuts, and then we get a one, two, three. Um, you had messaged me earlier in the night. Do we get a clean victory or do we get a Danielson interference? Well, we kind of got a little bit of both. Right. We didn't get the Danielson interference, but we saw Danielson at the end. So go ahead, GM. The floor is yours. All right. So this is another example of shitty Tony Khan booking, not knowing how to develop or layer storylines. And that that is not debatable. Anybody listening, that is not debatable. He cannot, even when he has the ability to present options to the story, he doesn't do it. So if we all knew, everybody knew, that there's no way in hell that MJF is dropping that title in his first defense. No chance. Right? They tried to build up Ricky Starks. They tried to make him make it credible in a week. In a week, they tried to do that. And Ricky tried to hold his own. He did the best he could. He, he cut a fire promo. Uh, last week, they, they gave him another promo just before this match started, which was another good one, right? He's, he's hanging on the mic. He's showing intensity. He's doing all the things you need him to do. Everybody in the arena, everybody across the world knew he, he was not winning this match, okay? So then what do you do? Do you pin Ricky Starks into a one-and-done, which essentially this match kind of did? Um, you, we know Daniel Bryan is waiting in the wings because he's going to be avenging William Regal. And why don't you have a an indecisive finish happen, right? Why don't you let the Ricky Starks thing breathe a little bit longer before you just replace him with Daniel Bryan? Why don't you have Daniel Bryan interfere into that match, cost Ricky Starks the match, and then maybe you have something to do with Daniel Bryan and Ricky Starks? You have a, a three-way option available you have all kinds of other stories that can be told now involving ricky starks daniel bryan and mjf at the same time but you made ricky starks an afterthought with that finish the end daniel bryan ran mjf out the crowd and then you're back into the ring and he's holding up ricky starks shaking hands and uh 
you know, saying attaboy. Botched. Botched, huh? I get it. You could have got more mileage out of it, potentially, but... It was a week. They gave it a week. I'm talking... Well, I meant more mileage as far as, like, we could have ran the story with Ricky a little bit longer, but well, I guess why why do that? The story is, is, you know, MJF and Danielson to avenge Regal. Um, I don't think Danielson wins, which we'll get to later when eventually it happens. Which, I mean, how many times is this guy going to get a title shot and not win an and, AEW? And job, yeah, every, every single you know. time. But, um, to me, that that is the story. We knew Rick, they try to build up Ricky Starks, it's fine. Uh, to me, I don't want to see MJF defend this title until he faces Danielson at, I think the next pay-per-view is Revolution, if I'm not mistaken. I think the next one's like in March. The one out in uh, Los Angeles. That's the next time I want to see MJF defend the title. And draw this out with him and Danielson for as long. Maybe somehow they find a way to keep Ricky Starks involved because, oh, you had to, you know, kick me in the nuts to beat me. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. But, uh, is Ricky Starks all right? Yes, he's he's never really, like, done it for me. But we'll see. Uh, you know. I'm more concerned about it, it how many people we have. Of a moment, Ricky Starks went through that whole battle royal thing, all of that, the promos, all the time that they gave to try to build it super, super fast. And if you're going to invest that, draw it out, draw it out three weeks, four weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, let the interaction actually happen. Make make the crowd actually invested in more than just a couple promos. Yeah, but that's Tony being Tony. Well, it is. I it, what it is is. They have the four pay-per-views a year, and then he tries to throw in these other shows that are like supposed to be like big shows. Like, you know, this this week it was Winter is Coming. And if you remember, two years ago at the first Winter is Coming is when Sting debuted. Mm-hmm. And then they did another Winter is Coming last year, and they tried to do something special just like um, it, in March they do the St. Paddy's Day Slam. Every year they do a fight for the fall in bash. Don't they do like bash at the beach or yep and fighter fest fighter fest. So he tries to have these bigger shows throughout the year. Oh, it it's like a WCW. Like what he they, tries to, but they end up being the same old dynamite shows. Yeah, he just puts a tag on them. But well, what you get is the same dynamite booking that you get in any other dynamite week. Yes, it's just that you're getting the heavyweight championship match on dynamite. At, at least it was an AEW heavyweight championship match yes. to end the show. We got an AEW heavyweight championship match, all right? And like I said, I don't think we're getting an AEW heavyweight championship match until the next pay-per-view because that's just... And, and where was the TV title? Nowhere to be found. On on the main the main AEW TV show. You want to see you want to see Samojo on TV? Uh, if he's the champion, if he's the AEW TV champion, yes, he should be on TV. By the way, I heard a, I heard a little rumor, GM, about why he has both of those belts. Why is that? It's so that he's happy and stays in AEW and doesn't go back to WWE. <laughs> because I think Tony Khan is very scared with everyone that keeps leaving. He AEW. should be. He should be. Joe never. Joe, Joe got released once and then came back. He got brought back by Triple H. He didn't want to leave again. Yeah, and then he got fired. Yeah, he's a triple H guy. Yes. Like, you're gonna have your triple H guys want to come back home. Mm-hmm. Speaking, of, um, and I think since you just brought up Triple H, let and this will be, I think one of the last things we get to is, um, a lot more misses than hits with all the Triple H returns on the main roster. Would you, would you agree or disagree? Um, I, I think I agree with that. It's it's hard because Triple H is trying to take what worked in NXT and then bringing it to the big show. And I don't think he's found that yet with a lot of the returns. Like the Gargano return has been flat. Uh, the Candice LeRae has been flat. The damage control thing has been flat. Um, he has something in Loomis. If he just does more, a little, a little bit more of that, I think, I think Loomis could be pretty successful. I think LA Knight, is going to be successful, but he wasn't necessarily a return. Um, 
Tegan Knox seems like almost like dead in the water already. Even cause, yeah, because that debut sucked. And now isn't it her and Liv versus like uh, Eo and Ron? Oh yeah, Eo and um. Well, that was no. They debu- they deb- redebuted her against Eo and yes. Dakota. No, I think they get a championship match this Friday. Her oh, and yeah. her and Liv versus Eo and Dakota. Okay, I mean you could do something there, I guess. But but yeah, there there hasn't been a return that has been like a massive crowd popping return. Braun has been pretty successful. If you think about that, and Bray. But I think people are getting tired of Bray's just weekly promo shtick at this point, and they want yes. to see some ring action. Well, that and that was something I think we talked about when he re-debuted Was how long can you stretch this out before people are going to start getting tired of it and want to actually see something happen in the ring? I also want to say Braun and Bray weren't Triple H guys. Those were mainstays on the main roster for a long period of time that he brought back. All the well, all the Triple H guys are the indie wrestlers. Yes, and they're having a hard time. A guy who uh, we both like a lot, who seems to be having a really hard time, is Karrion Cross. Yep. It's it. Was, it's because he can't connect with the crowd. Yes, like, there's something about him. He he just doesn't connect with the crowd. I mean, he's got Scarlet. He's got seemingly creative liberty. Um, I don't I don't understand. I don't I don't know why they can't get him in a position where the crowd either gives him the heat that he wants or responds to him in in a, a big time babyface way. Yeah. I I don't I don't know. Now he's he's going to be in a program with Mysterio. It looks like yes. Now so I think he's going to get some heat, but. I mean, he beats up on Rey Mysterio. Like, the guy is 6'3", 250 pounds of muscle, and you got little old Rey Mysterio. No, oh, I know. I know. It's 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 tough. I mean, it's tough. But at the same time, they're doing really well. So you got... you got They're creatively better with Triple H. You, you can yes. tell that the wrestlers are happier with Triple H. Mm-hmm. Um. The question will be whether or not he can get people more excited about his guys. So you're going to have you know, Roman and the Bloodline are carrying everything right now, along yes. with Sammy. And you could say they're probably carrying things on both shows. Uh, they you, are. You, you have you have that, and you've got you know your established stars, Lashley, Rollins, KO. They're going to keep the ship, the main event side of it going. It's the the mid card. Right, your your mid and upper mid card. What do you what do you do? And are those people that Triple H brought back? You know, he's going to evaluate them as he has to. Yeah, he gave him their one more shot. And yeah, let's see what happens. We'll see what happens. Like I said I think the the women are in better shape in the last couple weeks. So I think there's that. So that makes the mid card obviously better. But I think, like you said, on the male side of things, the mid card talent is kind of floundering, you know. It's a little lost in the singles world in the mid-card. Yes. Um, mid-card men. Now, the tag scene is improving mm-hmm. under Triple H. I think you have some legit, nice tag matchups that can be done um, and are being done. You know, Alpha Academy, The Prophets, The Vikings, um, and any combination of the bloodline, not just not just the Usos. Uh, so you've got... You've got there, and what what's happening is if you know if you haven't noticed, you're seeing more of that tag team interaction mm-hmm. backstage and in ring than you are singles mid card interaction. Yes. So the singles mid cards are just in comedy acts or in backstage promos. Yeah. So like you said, they're having a hard time. One last thing I want to touch on is, and this was a return was Elias back to doing the concert out in the ring. And how quickly the fans remember and immediately react to what he does. He's over. Elias is over. He was over. He was. Well, that's what I mean. He was over and then they, they killed him. Remember, they actually, they killed him, right? Wasn't he, he killed the character Elias? Yeah. Oh, they, they killed him. Uh, and he, he he's, he's a big show type. So he's gone face to heel, face to heel like seven times. Yes. <laughs> in, in, in his time for WWE. But L, he's getting the reaction. Good for him. I hope they just keep. I hope this time just let him go out there, let him be a face for a couple months, then let him go out there and be a heel. They could boo him and he could talk. 
this is the worst town and all this other stuff. Like, there's no need to change him into anything other than <laughs> what he, like, he is the best guy at doing that. I like the Zeke thing, though. I like the, oh, the, the Elias family thing. Was it was funny. It was ridiculous. It was funny. The interaction that, that KO got out of that, that was gold every single week. Oh. And KO is funny, too. KO and his character, he's... Yeah, KO can do the funny <laughs> stuff. KO has... He's almost... I guess Stone Cold-esque in that he can be funny, but then be serious. Mm-hmm. He's not at that level, but... I remember Stone Cold would be serious, but then he could do that backstage stuff that was funny with Vince. So, uh, you know, he, to me, KO is on a very, very high level. And if they do it right, he he could be a guy to take the title off of Roman. But I still think we're a little bit away from KO being able to take the title off of yeah, Roman. Which is a shame because he's overdue. I mean, KO hasn't had a championship in a long time. Nope. It's been like five years, I think. I I don't know. Has, did he ever win the title? No, I, I remember the last time he had the title was um, right before right the Festival of Friendship stuff, mm-hmm. and then Goldberg beat him at the pay per view before yeah, squashed him before WrestleMania. <laughs> yes, and that's what that what led Jericho to want to leave the WWE. Yep, because they went on the second. payoff should have been KO and Jericho. Well, yeah, it was the best story. They should have paid that off at WrestleMania yep. instead of. Having just a regular match, but they had a great match, but you should have paid it off at WrestleMania for the title. Instead of, oh, we got to have Goldberg and Brock got to be for the title. See, because that's, that's a Vince thing. That's a Vince thing. I, that is a Vince thing. With, with, with Triple H, that would have never happened. He would have let them main event WrestleMania. So, um, and it does it for this week, GM. Um, first of all, it was great actually doing the show together. No, I know. I know. It, it was... Uh, awesome. Hopefully the, the mic worked out well and the recording yes. actually sounds good. That's the only thing I'm worried about is how I wonder how it sounds since, you know, we're sitting a little away from the mic. But I think it's hopefully it'll be okay. Yeah, but I mean if this if this works out and you know we got set up set at home, we can we could start doing some of these via real video pod. That could be fun. And uh get get some uh get some interaction that way. But let us know your feedback. Yes. Fans out there, the uh the, the millions out there listening. The millions and millions. To our podcast every Thursday at 9 East. Yes. Send your feedback. Let us know what you want to hear. Yeah. Appreciate good plug, good plug, GM. Great job. Doing my job for me. I appreciate that. Just trying to help. Thanks. Um, any final thoughts before we sign off? No. Tomorrow is uh, tomorrow's SmackDown. So yeah. we'll see what, what develops there. We don't have any pay-per-views or live events, premium live events, anytime soon. No. Next one, I think, is... New Year's Evil. That's not even a live event. That's just on two. That's on a Tuesday. Is it? Yeah. Yes. I don't think. Not till the Rumble, man. So the the Rumble's the next big one, and we'll uh, we'll we'll we've got we got a build to go for the Rumble. So we'll see what develops here over the next five six weeks, and mm-hmm. see what Hunter puts together. All right. Well, GM, pleasure as always. So for the honest GM, I'm Drill Sorensen, and this is it between the ropes. Make sure you uh, check out your local indie wrestling. Support indie wrestling. Have a great weekend. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.